it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All righty, here we go. We are absolutely packed. It is great to have you in. Guido's Gridiron Blitz, Mike Guido here with you on the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is so great to have you in. What an exciting week. If you watched any football yesterday, (laughs) I'm serious. If you watched any NFL football yesterday, you had to be entertained. Okay, the amount of games that we had that were down to the wire, the Sunday night game last night was absolutely unbelievable and it got flexed to that spot i mean you had people thanking the nfl people for fletch uh for flexing that game out so and i'm one of them that was one heck of a game we're actually going to lead with that today uh but plenty of stuff to go over today this is guido's gridiron blitz the monday version of ggb mike guido here with you on the landry football podcast network just reminding you that guido's gridiron blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. Now, here's what you do. You go to our website, right? LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. That's it. That's all you got to do. Click on the Click on that ad, upper right side of the page. Then you pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet. You pick among those gaming sites that are legal in your state. You sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. bucks to $1,000. It's valuable. Okay? So it's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page, and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That's American betting experts. Okay, so uh, let us begin with this. So Sunday night football last night was the best game of the day. That was the best game of the day. Seriously, if you watched any part of it, you you were thoroughly entertained. Okay, it kind of got a little bit slow in the first quarter, right? And then, but pretty much from that point on, it was as entertaining of a game as you've seen. I thought it was the best game that we saw all year. It such an incredible football game. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals at home beat the then unbeaten Seattle Seahawks 37-34 in overtime. An absolutely phenomenal game. Arizona outscored Seattle 17-7 to in the second half. An absolute, uh, an amazing, amazing game. Uh, Kyler Murray was really, really good. 34-48, 360 yards, three touchdowns through one pick. Also ran for 67 yards and a touchdown. He was really great. Um, so I do want to begin with this. So, Seattle now falls to five and one. I think the important part here is, is that Arizona is right up there with them, five and two. And I think most people had a feeling about Arizona's second year, Kyler Murray, you know, this roster's getting better. You know, I, I look at Arizona's roster. There really isn't that many holes. They they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Kenyon Drake is one of the better, I, I would say, one of the better running backs in the NFC, right? I mean, 
They've got weapons, a young, offensive-minded coach with an innovative style of offense. You don't see that style of offense in the NFL too often. This defense has improved. It's a good secondary, a good group of linebackers, right? Drafting Isaiah Simmons in the first round. I mean, this is a roster that's that can compete in the NFL. You know, the only real the only real holes that you see are maybe on the, you know, maybe the front of the defensive line, even though Zach Allen's a nice player, guys like Jordan Phillips. I mean, th- those are not terrible players. And then maybe at some points along the offensive line, you can see some improvements being made. This is a roster that can compete. But here's really where I want to take this. Kyler Murray's a special player. If you remember, I had my top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL at the beginning of the year. Okay, I usually do this at the beginning of the year where I rank the top 10 quarterbacks in the league going into that year. And people called me crazy for putting Kyler Murray on the list. Okay, what's important for the quarterback position right now? Okay, you got to be dynamic. You're athletic. You can be accurate with the football. That's all Kyler Murray is. Okay, running quarterbacks in the NFL get a bad reputation. We all know that because that we all kind of designate them as, oh, they're just glorified running backs that can throw the ball. That's essentially what they are. But think about this for a second. Kyler Murray this year, 5-2. and two. He's 10-12-1 and one as a quarterback because he went 5-10-1 last year. He's already won as many games this year as he won all of last year as the starter. 13 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. He's completing 67% of his throws. And you can make the argument that he's the second-best running quarterback in the league behind Lamar Jackson. I, I mean... That's an effective player, and that's a guy that's going to be good for a long time. Okay, the the reason that most people think that running quarterbacks don't make it in the league, and they're right, is because mo- there there's plenty of running quarterbacks out there, guys like Colin Kaepernick and Cam Newton. You're seeing what Cam Newton's doing right now. That That's all they rely on is their legs. That's all they do. That all they do is run, and their arm just isn't developed. They're not accurate. They don't make great decisions. Okay, that's Cam Newton's entire career. Cam Newton's entire career is, I am going to out-physical you. I'm the most physically gifted quarterback in the league with my legs, and my arm is going to become secondary. That's Cam Newton's career. Guys like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson don't have to rely on the legs, and they're better at running than Cam Newton ever was. This is the evolution of the quarterback position. You're seeing it right before your eyes. Kyler Murray is that. Kyler Murray is the very definition of what the NFL quarterback is turning into. Precise throwers of the football that can move, that can run. Okay, these (laughs) these are not just standstill, crazy arm, deliver the football quarterbacks anymore these are athletes these are pure athletes that run like they run four three forties they run four three four four forties and they can throw the ball on a dime kyler murray is that and this is why i think the cardinals have a hell of a future with kyler murray and why at the beginning Why at the beginning, when there was this entire thing about, oh, the Cardinals shouldn't draft Kyler Murray because they have Josh Rosen and all of the, I'm like, listen, Cliff Kingsbury grew up coaching Kyler Murray, grew up with Kyler Murray. Okay. They, they have been coming up together for ever, ever since Kyler Murray was a teenager. He knows how to work him, and Kyler Murray as a prospect and what the NFL is moving towards is away from Josh Ro- away from Josh Rosen and into Kyler Murray. Accurate throwers that run like crazy. And the Arizona Cardinals are getting the benefits of it now. This offense is electric. If you watched any part of last night, any part of last night, 
the reason Arizona beat Seattle, not only is Arizona's roster better, but Kyler Murray, and I'm not taking anything away from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's the second best quarterback in the league, and he had a night to remember last night too. There were some throws that Russell Wilson made that said, that's a $35 million quarterback. That's what you pay $35 million bucks for, and it's totally worth it. Kyler Murray played better. Everybody, listen, Russell Wilson's going to be the MVP this year. <laughs> I have no doubt about it. Russell Wilson is having a phenomenal 71% completion percentage. He leads the league in touchdown passes. Right, He's got 22 touchdown passes in six games. He's on pace for like 60 touchdowns this year. I mean, that's Peyton Manning numbers. That's ridiculous. Leads the league in quarterback rating, 119 and a half. Just to give you an idea, 100 is really, really good. Russell Wilson is going to win MVP this year, more than likely. Kyler Murray had the better game. Kyler Murray, 34-48 for 360 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Russell Wilson yesterday, 66% completion percentage, 33 of 50 for 388, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Russell Wilson matched his total on the season in interceptions last night. The Cardinals were able to pick off Russell Wilson three times. That's talent. That's talent. The Cardinals roster is talented, and Kyler Murray is talented. DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL. This is what happens when you put talented quarterbacks in good positions, okay? I am not saying that Kyler Murray is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a different animal. What Russell Wilson is able to do with a poor, and I mean poor, Seahawks roster. That Seahawks roster is not good. It isn't good. It's Russell Wilson, a a solid running back, two... I, I don't give them enough credit. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are great NFL wide receivers. Those are good receivers. But the offensive line's bad. They can't rush the quarterback. Their secondary's okay. It's just, this is not a great roster. This is not a great Seahawks roster. Their offensive line is terrible. It, it isn't good. So you got to give Russell Wilson his credit. But don't take away credit from Kyler Murray. Super talented with a super talented roster around him. He is the future of the NFL. That's what it looks like. I, don't you remember when quarterbacks needed to be 6'5"? Like, don't you remember when, when quarterbacks needed to be these large statues, right? These... these I, I guess Adonis, they just, they needed to look a certain way. Kyler Murray is a tiny little five foot 10. And I think five foot 10 might be a little bit generous who just runs all over the place and delivers the football at a beautiful rate. Seriously, Kyler Murray is a great deep ball thrower. He's clearly accurate. Career completion. Last year it was 64 and a half percent. This year it's 67 and seven games, 65% completion percentage. You can easily live with that. Kyler Murray is what the future looks like. That's that's what it looks like. Okay, uh, let's be let's get into this. So this is a uh, this is seems pretty obvious now. Um, the Patriots are going to struggle this year if they keep Cam Newton at quarterback. This is a this is bad. This is a bad fit. And you know I, I think we got a little bit of a of an interesting impression at the beginning of the year with Cam, right? Because Cam Newton at the beginning of the year was, it looked like it was it was going to work, right? It was going to work. Home against Miami, they get their first win of the year, uh, 155 yards for Cam, completed 79% of his throws that day. People were just like, whoa, wait a second. He ran for two touchdowns. It seemed like, uh, listen, this is all going to adjust. We're all, the Patriots are adjusting to, to, to an offense around Cam. Then you see, even 
that loss against Seattle in week two. 68% completion percentage, 397 yards passing. He ran for two touchdowns again, threw for a touchdown. I mean, Cam Newton played well in that game, too. They beat the Raiders at home. They beat the Raiders at home. Cam Newton didn't play terrible in that game either. But then these last couple of outings, you lose to, you lose in Denver. You lose, you get your doors blown out by San Francisco, right? Everything with COVID hit and you missed week four and you missed week five. You, you miss week four, you miss week five, right? I'm talking about Cam Newton here. Get blown out in week six, you get blown out in week seven. And week six didn't look like a blowout. It was. Denver had control of that game. Two interceptions by Cam was not good. Yesterday, nine for 15. They took the ball completely out of his hands. Nine for 15. 98 yards, no touchdowns. He threw three picks. It's over for Cam. It's over. Listen, we I think we all had somewhat of the same reaction to the Patriots signing Cam Newton. We were just like, okay, yeah, they probably need a quarterback. But is this the right fit? Is this is this is this the direction they want to go in? And I'm not sure there was anybody that was saying, man, oh man, this is going to work. I th- Listen, I, I can admit when I'm wrong on something, because at the beginning of the season, I was like, hey, look, Belichick is even better than we thought. Cam Newton was the guy that nobody wanted, and Bill Belichick is winning games with him. Turns out right now, he's not winning games with him. He's not winning games. He's two and three with Cam as the starting quarterback. Uh, look, you got you got to kind of cut your losses here. I I don't think Cam should start another game. It's over for him. He he doesn't fit even close to what Bill Belichick likes. He doesn't fit even close to that. Not even close. I think about it. What does Bill Belichick value in quarterbacks? What did he have with Tom Brady for 20 years? Good decision makers that are accurate throwers of the football, know how to command an offense, and that aren't divas. Guys that you don't have to worry about. The, the, these, the, you need maturity. right? That, that's the big thing. You need maturity. Cam Newton, from everything we've heard, we've heard right? He's, he's bought in and... Okay, I can buy that. Maybe that part's not part of it. Maybe the diva thing is, maybe we're blowing that way out of proportion. But this is this is this is pretty simple to me. It's pretty simple. Is Cam Newton accurate? No. Is Cam Newton a great decision maker? No, he never has been. Think about this. Look at Cam Newton's numbers over the course of his career. His career completion percentage is 59.8. He's thrown two touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. It's over for Cam Newton. Bill Belichick is going to want absolutely nothing, uh, this is, which is why I'm surprised I signed him, because we all knew Everybody in New England had to have known also. We all knew the type of quarterback that Cam Newton was. And it's it's nothing against Cam. This is the way that he plays. He's not accurate. He's got to beat you with his legs. Listen, he's a 31-year-old guy. Cam Newton is... We were just talking about Kyler Murray and how running quarterbacks get a bad rap because people think that when you're labeled as a running quarterback, it means you can't throw. Cam Newton is... There is part of the reason that that exists because Cam Newton is a running quarterback who can't throw. Cam Newton cannot throw. Period. Like I, I, I find it amazing. I find it amazing because 
And I also find it ironic, too, because you remember the argument that people were making for Tom Brady in New England when uh, his completion percentage dropped. Oh, his receivers are terrible, right? Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry and Muhammad Sanu, they are just, they are awful. Oh, my God. Nobody can get open. Right, there was a, that little that little video footage of of Tom Brady yelling at his wide receivers like, "Get the hell open, get open." I never thought it was that problem. I never did. I still don't. I think Brady was just bad last year. If you watched him, I did. The ball was not coming out the same. Just wasn't. A little bit more hesitant. The, not as much zip on his fastball. That was the excuse we made for Brady, was that, oh, the receivers are terrible. That's what people made the excuses for Cam's inaccuracy in Carolina. When Cam was in Carolina, people needed to explain his completion percentage in Carolina. His, his completion percentage there was 59.6%. Over nine years in the NFL. Over nine years in Carolina, 59.6. It's not accurate. It's not good. He turned the ball over too much. Had double-digit interceptions every single year with the exception of last year when he only played two games. Every single year, he had double-digit interceptions. Hey, that one amazing year in 2015 when Carolina went to the Super Bowl, right? 35 touchdowns, he had that one. But even in that year, 59.8 completion percentage. He wasn't that accurate. But they made the same excuses for Cam the same way. Same excuses for Cam. Oh, the weapons are just terrible. The weapons in Carolina are awful. Nobody can get open. Nobody can get open. No one. Come on. Come on. Sometimes it isn't the receiver. And you have to cut that clear as day. Cam Newton is not a good thrower of the football. It's it's over for him in New England. And you know what kind of conversation this brings up now. You know what kind of conversation this brings up now. Oh, look at how good Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay. I got to admit. I got to admit. And especially after yesterday, Tom Brady was outstanding yesterday. Threw four touchdowns, 360-something yards. Tom Brady was outstanding yesterday. I got to give him credit, man. I, I Listen, I, I'll, I'll, I, will, I will very openly accept the fact that I was wrong on that. Tom Brady looks much better this year. He does. He does. Now. I, I don't want to blow it too far out of proportion because Tom Brady, the last two weeks, Tom Brady, the, or I shouldn't even say the last two weeks, Tom Brady, this past week had a phenomenal game in week four. He had a phenomenal game against the chargers. Other than that, he's been, you know, pretty good, but my criticism of Tom has always been, listen, you, you honestly, since the beginning of the year, We've expected Tampa Bay to blow the doors off the building. Yesterday, they blew the doors off. That was an offensive showcase. They lit up the Raiders, lit them up. But that was pretty much the first time I've seen that all year. Other than, again, you see the the Raider game, uh, right, when they're at, on the road against the Raiders la- uh, this past week, and then when they were home against the Chargers, that was really when you saw the best of Tom Brady. The other five weeks, he's been okay, pretty good. But Tom Brady's having a good year. Now, I, I-, I want to clear something up, too. I never believed that Tom Brady was going to be bad this year. I never thought Tom Brady was going to be bad. I didn't think Tom Brady was going to be MVP caliber, and I don't think that he is still. I Russell Wilson's the MVP, and I don't think Tom Brady's second. I don't. I think Josh Allen's ahead of him. I think Aaron Rodgers is ahead of him. You can make the argument that Derek Carr is ahead of him. Patrick Mahomes has to be up there. I mean, there are plenty of guys that are ahead of Tom Brady at this point. 
But Tom Brady's having a good year. He's having a good year. Naturally, the, listen, I don't think the receivers were that bad in New England, but I, I, I can tell you this right now. The receivers are absolutely, the weapons he has in Tampa Bay are absolutely better. They're going to get Antonio Brown possibly in week nine, which is going to be even more scary if he's any resemblance of what he used to be. The weapons are better. Therefore, Tom Brady's better. His completion percentage is up. He's, I, listen, he's five and two. I'm not sure how good the Buccaneers are going to be. I, I, I still think they're around a 10 and six football team, which again, which would lead them to go five and four the rest of the way. I still think that they're around that. 18 touchdowns, four picks. Listen, he's having a he's having a better year this year. And is he better at throwing a deep ball than I thought he was going to be? Yeah, probably. He's better at throwing a deep ball than I thought he was. But listen, and now again, that brings up the conversation of uh, I don't know, Belichick and Brady, are they? I know that that conversation is going to get brought up, but you have to look at circumstance also. Sports is about circumstance, regardless of what sport you're talking about. Okay? NBA, NFL, everything. It all regards to circumstance. Everything. Okay? Look, Bill Belichick, Cam Newton doesn't fit with him. Tom Brady is exactly what Bill Belichick wanted. Okay, Cam Newton is the anti-Brady. He is nothing like him, which is why, again, I would would have been way, way, way more impressed. Okay, way more impressed if Bill Belichick was still able to win games with Cam Newton. They are polar opposites. Cam Newton's not a good decision maker. He's not accurate. The guy is a primary runner. He's not a literal statue in the pocket. <laughs> I, it would have been amazing. Honestly, if Bill Belichick was able to win games like that, I got no arguments. Got no arguments. But it, Cam Newton's not working right now. And one really, or I, I guess you can make, you can say two, two really nice games in the first two weeks of the year. Then, honestly, COVID hit, and that was the end of that. That was the end of that. So, you know, I I, I just, you know, I, I, I find it really interesting how that conversation does get brought up. Um, and I guess it should, right? It, I guess it should. I guess it should because, listen, it, Tom Brady's playing well. The Patriots right now, the last couple of weeks, are not. I expect that conversation to come around. Now, as much merit to that as I don't think that there is, again, we'll see. We'll see. I think that there's still, there's a lot of season left. I wouldn't panic if I'm New England. Okay, Bill Belichick is the greatest adjuster I've ever seen. We... In any sport, quite frankly, it, that guy makes midseason adjustments better than anybody I have ever seen in any sport. So I wouldn't panic if I'm New England. But if I honestly, if I'm in Tampa, I am praying that this keeps going. I'm praying that this is going to be the Brady that I get in week 14, in week 15. Is this going to be the Brady that I get when the season grows a little bit longer? The, there's the fatigue starts growing in the playoffs start all of that so <sighs> boy oh boy a lot of stuff to hit on today so uh, i do want to remind you don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from american betting experts so you go to landryfootball.com Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page, and then you get to pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So no matter where you are, right, you get to pick you get to pick of the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So again, BetMGM, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. You get to pick amongst those. You sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. 
a hundred bucks to a thousand bucks. It's a lot of money. You got to take advantage of that. Uh, so, but it's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American betting experts. That's it. It's American betting experts. Okay. Let's move on. We have Monday night football tonight. We'll touch that a little bit later. Um, Let's. I want to touch on the Cowboys for a second because uh, they are. Uh, it, I mean, it is. It is awful. It is awful what is going on with them. It really is. I, this is. It, it's. It's unbelievable how messed up they look. I mean, there, there were so many people. Okay, uh, there were a lot of people that picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. Now, me being a Cowboy fan. I was not one of those guys. I did not do that. I was not one of those guys that believed that the Cowboys were going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. First year head coach. You know, I still think that their roster needs a little bit of help. Their defense was not going to be amazing this year. I knew that from the beginning. Uh, and again, I was a little bit iffy on Dak Prescott. That's that's why I was kind of like, listen, they'll be good. I think they'll make the playoffs. They'll win the division. But and they might even win a playoff game. I just I wasn't I wasn't sold on them as a Super Bowl team. Um, here's the big, uh, here's the big thing with Dallas. It it looks like they whiffed like big, big time, big time. Mike McCarthy's not working. He's not working. Now, I think that we need to put some perspective in on this. We need some real legitimate perspective on how football teams work. Real perspective. Players are responsible for most of what goes on. Okay, if you're in a locker room, okay, your coach can only do so much. Motivation, game plan, okay, discipline, all of those things. Yeah, they can tr- they can help with those things. That's what a coach's responsibility is. But a lot of the, listen, Players are in charge of executing all of those things. Again, game plan. Are they going to buy in? Right? Are they going to defend your freaking quarterback when he takes a dirty hit? Okay, that's all player stuff. I can agree that Mike McCarthy's not working. But can we please start putting some blame on players? Listen, uh, the players are telling you what you, what they think of Mike McCarthy. I don't love it, okay? I don't love it, and I don't know why. I'm not in their locker room, okay? I'm not Jane Slater. I'm not Ed Werder. I'm not any of those guys. So I can't tell you what they're thinking or what their courses of action are. But this is bad. Look at what has gone wrong with the Dallas Cowboys so far this year. They're two and five. They took a loss yesterday, 25 to three against Washington. Washington. They don't even have a name, and the Cowboys are getting blown out by them. That game was not close at any point. At any point. Okay, not only is your defense terrible, but you can't move the football. The Cowboys can't move the football. If you were sitting here right now, I'm telling you, where do you rank the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL today? Today. Where do you rank them in the NFL? Bottom five? Are they bottom eight? What are they? I tweeted yesterday, I think the Dallas Cowboys at this point are the worst team in the NFL. I do. You can watch any other team, and they will look more competent than the Cowboys do. Okay, Washington, there are teams with worse records, worse records than the Dallas Cowboys that look better than them, right? Atlanta looks better. Dallas beat them on a miracle in week two, right? Dallas should have lost that game. Atlanta look, and they've been competitive in football games. Atlanta has been competitive. Atlanta looks better. Minnesota looks better. Honestly, the New York Giants look better than the Cowboys. The New York Giants look better than the Cowboys today. 
The only team in the NFL that I would make the argument is worse than Dallas today is the New York Jets. That is it. The Jets might be worse. They might be worse than the Cowboys. But today, if the Dallas Cowboys played the New York Jets today, I'm not certain the Cowboys would win that football game. And I don't think you should be either. Changes need to be made on this Monday. Changes need to be made. And I don't mean trades. Listen, this should be one and done. Mike McCarthy should be one and done. Mike Nolan should be one and one and done. And honestly, if I'm Dallas, I try to trade guys. I would try to trade a couple of guys. The, listen, the first guy on my trade block for Dallas, get Demarcus Lawrence off my team. Get Demarcus Lawrence off my team. What an absolute waste of $21 million a year. Oh, my God. Seriously, I am going to – let me – I honestly – I want to pull it up, actually. I want to pull it up. So, excuse me for a second while I waste my time in even looking up these numbers. Here we go. Demarcus Lawrence, so far this year, has two sacks in seven games. He has 24 total tackles in seven games. Seven games. In the past, okay, just to put, give you an idea, the past 23 games, so all of last year and the seven games of this year, Demarcus Lawrence has seven sacks, and we're paying him $21 million a year by if you can't trade him cut him if you can't trade him cut him I don't care save your 21 million dollars in cap space buy him out I don't care whatever you have to get him off the roster take the cap space take the cap space honestly if I'm Dallas I would probably overhaul this entire defense Keep some of the young guys, right? Like, keep Leighton Vander Esch around. Keep the kids you just drafted around, right? Guys like Trayvon Diggs and Neville Gallimore and guys like, like, keep those guys around. And cut everybody else loose. Goodbye. Rebuild an entirely new defense. It can't get any worse. It can't get any worse. And on top of that, I'm drafting a new quarterback. And this is what people are going to be telling me. Oh, Guido, how can you be watching the Cowboys today and saying that, oh, it's Dak's fault? I'm not saying it's Dak's fault. I'm not saying that this is a like people say, oh, the Cowboys should Cowboys fans should desperately want to play Dak Prescott. Now look at how terrible they are without Dak. They were terrible with Dak. <laughs> what are we talking about? The Dallas Cowboys. With Dak Prescott, okay, just to give you an idea, the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott were one and three. It says two and three on the stat thing, but Andy Dalton finished their second win against the Giants. The Dallas Cowboys were terrible with Dak Prescott. They couldn't move the football with Dak Prescott. They couldn't stop anybody with Dak Prescott. What do you what do you think the plan should be now? You think the plan should be, oh yes, let's pay him 37, 38 million dollars a year so our roster can get even worse. That's a great idea. Uh, come on. That's so stupid. If anything, this is proving that the Cowboys shouldn't pay Dak Prescott. Let him walk. You're not a quarterback away. The Cowboys are not a quarterback away. They need a new coaching staff. They they need an entirely new defense. Paying Dak Prescott doesn't fix anything. In fact, I think it makes it worse because you got to let go of some of the guys that are actually good. You want to lose one of your three wide receivers? You want to lose one of those guys because you paid Dak Prescott? No. Pay Michael Gallup. Keep him around. Have whatever quarterback that you bring in 
whatever young rookie quarterback that you bring in, let him start his NFL career with three superstar wide receivers and Ezekiel Elliott at running back. And that offensive line, when healthy. It's the offensive line now for Dallas sucks, right? It's because Tyron Smith's hurt, Lyle Collins hurt, Zach Martin hurt. Their entire starting offensive line is hurt. It was entirely hurt yesterday. But that doesn't change the fact that when Andy Dalton got clocked yesterday and taken out of the game by a dirty hit from John Bostick, nobody on the team stood up for Andy Dalton. I'm not calling for a fight to break out. I'm not calling for a brawl. What I am calling for, though, is to get in John Bostick's face and start saying that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. That's my quarterback. You have to prove that you play for each other. That's why I appreciate what Mike McCarthy said after the game. That's not the reaction you expect. We talk all the time about playing for each other. But again, this shows you exactly what the Cowboys are thinking about their coaching staff, about them this year. Cowboy, the Cowboys quit. Everson Griffin yesterday said, listen, we never quit. Show me. Yes, you did. You quit. And I like Everson Griffin. Okay, he's a fine guy, and I think he's a good football player. But that's cap. That That's a flat-out lie. That's a flat-out lie. The Cowboys quit, and they continue to quit every single week. Changes need to be made. This can't be. Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones cannot sit there and say, we feel good about what we're doing about what we're going with in the following weeks. Give me a break. Okay, honestly, if I'm the Cowboys, what's the goal now? What's the goal? Is the goal to to try to win games and get into the playoffs by winning six games? There is absolutely no virtue in getting absolutely destroyed in the first round of the playoffs. No virtue. It just proves you shouldn't have been there. That's it. It proves that you shouldn't have been there. So there's no virtue in that. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, let Ben DiNucci start every single game and let me go 2-14. and 14. I'm serious. The Jets will win three games. Or they'll win two. Whatever. The Falcons will win two more games. Washington will win another game. The Giants will win a couple more games. Be one of the two worst teams in the league. Get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields and start it the F over. Start it over. Because this is a mess. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Adam Gase is embarrassing the Jets. Right? Adam Gase is embarrassing the Jets. The Cowboys should be embarrassed. Because they are getting embarrassed every single week on national television. They're the Dallas Cowboys. They have Sunday night football next week in Philadelphia. How do you think that's game, that game's going to go? You got Carson Wentz against Ben DiNucci. I saw Ben DiNucci play live. Okay, I live on Long Island. I saw Ben DiNucci play live. He played he played for James Madison last year, JMU. Stony Brook University is 20 minutes from my house. So I went there with a buddy of mine, Ben DiNucci played. He was the starting quarterback and Ben DiNucci, fine player, never expected him to get drafted. I never expected him to get drafted. I never viewed him as an NFL quarterback. I never did. But Mike McCarthy viewed him that way. And they drafted him. He played a little bit yesterday. Made one pretty decent throw. Okay. You're going up against Carson Wentz. Who's, in my opinion, the seventh or eighth best quarterback in the league, despite the bad year that he's having. The Cowboys have no shot next week. Seriously, if you look at the rest of the Cowboys schedule, based on the way they're playing now, where's the win? Where's the win? 
You think they beat Washington when they're in Dallas? They can't beat anybody in Dallas. They get blown out by Arizona. They get blown out by Cleveland. They get, I mean, the, these games are not even competitive. They were down early, super early to the Giants. Okay, we were all talking about, think about this for a second. A couple of weeks ago, we were all talking about how the Cowboys are going to turn it around because their schedule gets easier and Cowboys are going to try and sell you on how everything's okay. They can't even sell you on that right now. They have the Giants, Arizona, and Washington the last three weeks. They went one and two in those games. They beat the Giants, get blown out by the Cardinals, and then get blown out by Washington. Change has got to be made today. They got to be made today. It's over. It Seriously, the gimmick's over. It's done. It's absolutely done. Sorry, it's done. Okay. Let us shift gears. Uh, really entertaining week in the NFL this week. Uh, we had a, a great game between the Titans and the Steelers. Steelers, uh, I think they're the only remaining unbeaten team. It looks like after Seattle lost, after Seattle lost, yep, they are, yep, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only remaining undefeated team. They're 6-0 right now. Beating Tennessee uh, yesterday in Tennessee, 27-24. Uh, big win for the Steelers. <clears throat> Absolutely huge. Uh, two teams that were unbeaten. Uh, seriously, what a heck of a game. Uh, Detroit and Atlanta was a fantastic game yesterday, too. Uh, and again, we saw a lot of really good football games yesterday. Even the Jets played kind of well yesterday. Can you believe that? The Jets' defense yesterday was great. Was great. <laughs> Unbelievable. Against Buffalo, that was a great performance. Green Bay bounced back big. Um, Justin Herbert looks like a stud, right? I mean, he looks... Justin Herbert looks like he's going to be a superstar. 27 of 43 for 347 yards and three touchdowns for Justin Herbert yesterday. What a game. What an absolute game for him. Uh, all right. So, anyway, we do have a football game tonight. Uh, Monday night football, the Chicago Bears go to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Uh, five and one are the Bears with the Rams sitting at four and two. Uh, so far through six weeks. Now, I think it's important to point out both of these teams right now are better than what I thought they would be at the beginning of the year. I never expected the Bears to have one of the best records in the NFL. And uh, again, I, I do want to point this out. I do think it's a fluke. I, <laughs> I, I'm not buying the Bears right now. I, 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 you can't convince me that the Bears are all of a sudden a good football team. I, I'm sorry. I can't, I, I can't buy into the fact that the Bears could possibly be a good football team. I'm not in. I'm not in. Okay, uh, look. Chicago right now sitting at 5-1. and one. They don't even have a quarterback. They don't have a listen. Whether it's Trubisky or Nick Foles, uh, it, to me it doesn't matter. Neither one of them are legit starting quarterbacks in this league. They're not. Eventually they have to come back down to earth. So. If you want my pick tonight, Rams right now are, are favored by six at home, which is an, an amazing line. The Bears are five and one, and the Rams are still favored by six at home. I, th that is amazing to me. But I do think it's telling. I am going to take the Rams tonight on Monday Night Football. Um, I Listen, I think the Rams are a better football team. And I know, listen, I'm not crazy on the Rams either. I'm not all I'm not all in on the Rams either. I think they've got a lot of issues. I really do. Their defense has plenty of holes. Okay, this is still a pretty, in my opinion, this is an offense that can tend to get streaky because Jared Goff is not very consistent. But Jared Goff is better than whoever the Bears have a quarterback that night. And this is going to be, I think this is going to be another interesting game of good offensive minds, right? Sean McVay and Matt Nagy are both really good offensive-minded head coaches that have really creative offensive schemes. The only problem with the Bears is that I don't think that they have the talent to execute that offense on a consistent basis. Now, the thing that's keeping the Bears alive is their defense. Their defense is really good. 
right? The Bears defense has been good all year. They've been able to shut down some pretty good teams this year so far, but you're not going to be able to convince me that, excuse me, excuse me, thank you, Um, but you're not going to be able to convince me that the Bears are all of a sudden a good football team. Okay, look at their roster. The offensive line's eh, wide receivers are eh, running backs eh, quarterback is I think, again, bottom tier of the league. I mean, eventually they're going to come back down to earth. You know, I the best they can finish the season, in my opinion, is like eight and eight, nine and seven. They're, they are not going to be a 12 and four or whatever football team. They're not. And listen, if they win tonight, they're on the road to proving me wrong. But I just, I, a team led by Nick Foles does not go 12 and four. It just doesn't. As important as the quarterback is in today's NFL, the Bears are extremely weak in comparison in that category. Extremely weak. So I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical. And Jared Goff's having a good year, man. 101.4 passer rating, 10 touchdowns, four interceptions, a little over 1,500 yards. I mean, I, I think that this is, the, to me, the Rams have no excuse to, uh, to not win this football game. Okay, keep this in mind. Look at this for a second. Rams right now in top 10 in total yards. Top 15 in passing yards, top 10 in rushing yards, top 10 in third down percentage. Okay, look at this. The Chicago Bears, 29th in total yards, 24th in passing yards, 29th in rushing yards, 27th in points, 27th in third down percentage. They're 5-1. and one. This is an offensive league. This is a league that revolves around the offensive side of the game. It revolves around it. Eventually, Chicago is going to have to put up points. Eventually, the Bears are going to have to not rely so heavily on defense. Okay, and and listen, I know that that's what they were going for, right? When they traded for Khalil Mack and they made all those moves on defense, they signed Robert Quinn. Their defense was going to be good. I never had any doubts about their defense. Could they score enough points? Right now they're 29th total yard, 20 uh 29th in total yards and 27th in points per game. Eventually that's going to catch up to them. They just don't have the offensive talent. They don't have the personnel. They do not have the personnel. Amazing to me. They definitely don't have the quarterback. But keep this in mind too. Defense Top seven in total yards given up. Top 11 in passing yards. Top half of the league in rushing. Seventh in points allowed per game. They are second in third down percentage. Second in third down percentage. So, yeah, they're going to be a handful on defense. But Sean McVay is a good enough offensive mind to get them around this. This is going to be one of those games where I don't think the Bears have a shot, especially on the road. It's in Los Angeles. It's in Los Angeles. They had to travel for this. I think the Rams win tonight. I'll give you a score. Give me the Rams. I think it's going to be, you know what? I'll take the Rams 31, 31 to 20. 31 to 20 over the Bears tonight. I right, listen, I I don't think the Bears can withstand going up against good offense, good offense, good offense and then not being able to put up points. I mean, the defensive side of the football for the Bears must be super frustrated cuz their offense can't score points. They have to be outstanding every game. This is a tough offense to, uh to be outstanding against. Okay, they've got weapons. They can run the ball. Listen, this is a great offensive mind. It's a good quarterback that's got rare arm talent. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough tonight for the Bears. So give me the Rams at home. I think uh, they get the win 31-20. to They'll go 5-2. and two. That NFC West division is ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous. None of those teams are bad. Seattle, Arizona, the Rams, and San Francisco. None of those teams are bad. San Francisco went to the Super Bowl last year. They're four and three right now, or four and two, and they're in last place. I mean, craziness. Absolute craziness. Okay. Uh, before we go, I do want to touch quickly because we're not going to have a chance to touch on it before Friday. Uh, I do want to touch on Thursday night football for week eight this coming week. Uh, it is the Atlanta Falcons going to Carolina to play the Panthers. Uh, Panthers right now are favored by three at home. You know, I think this is going to be an interesting one because these are, I think, clearly the two bottom teams in their own division, despite the fact that Carolina has actually been playing better than what I thought. Uh, Atlanta is playing worse than what I thought they would. They really need defense. Atlanta cannot stop anybody. They really can't. Um, I, listen, I'm surprised by uh, the fact that Atlanta lost to Detroit this past week. Uh, I think they're going to be pissed. I really do. That That's a game. That game against the Lions, the Atlanta Falcons should have won that football game, and they didn't. Okay, offensively, the Atlanta Falcons have so much more talent than Detroit does. They should have outscored them like crazy, and they just did not do that. Um, so, surprise pick for me, I am going to take the Falcons to win on the road against Carolina. Uh, listen, I think Teddy Bridgewater runs a very conservative style of offense. Matt Rule has not really let him loose, uh, let him loose because Teddy Bridgewater is not a let him loose type quarterback. He doesn't have an amazing arm. He's pretty accurate. I, I'll give him that, but he doesn't have an amazing arm. It's a pretty conservative offense. I they don't throw that many deep balls when they do. You know they're kind of sporadic. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get Christian McCaffrey back. Listen, they. Christian McCaffrey was eligible to come back two weeks ago, and he hasn't come back yet. So I have no idea what's going on with that situation. That would help. Honestly, that would that would maybe determine the outcome of the game. If Christian McCaffrey plays, then Carolina could win this football game. If he doesn't, Atlanta could steal it from him. I just don't see Atlanta, I don't see Carolina being able to outscore Atlanta. I just don't. This is an offense that, again, is very conservative. And with Atlanta's weapons, right, with Julio and Calvin Ridley, and Todd Gurley looks like he's a real – he's coming back into his own. He's playing really good football this year. Okay, Hayden Hurst, the tight end, is playing good football this year. Okay, guys like Russell Gage are playing well for Atlanta this year. Matt Ryan is actually having a good he's, – he's having a good season. 12 touchdowns, three interceptions almost 2,200 yards passing, a 98.8 passer rating. Okay, Matt Ryan is actually having a pretty decent year. So I'm going to take Atlanta. The only thing about this is that is Carolina going to get risky because this Atlanta defense is so bad? If this if if they're willing to take chances and those chances succeed, then Carolina is going to take the game. But I think that right now this is – a new head coach. He doesn't want to make too many mistakes. Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback that doesn't want to make too many mistakes. I, listen, I'm going to take Atlanta on the road. Keep this in mind, too. I think home field advantage matters. Okay, this past week, think about this for a second. How many home? How many teams that were at home won, won games this past week? The Eagles won on Thursday night. Arizona won. The Chargers won. The Saints won. And the Washington football team won. That's five home teams. Five. That's it. Five home teams won this past week. The rest of them were win on, were won on the road. How many other games were uh, were won on the road? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, eight road teams won this past week. Only five at home won games. So this is not crazy for me to be picking a road team here. Listen, the road team, uh, it's a little bit different this year. The crowd is not, you know, as, as, as overwhelming, right? The, 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 the teams that have fans in the stands, it's very limited. So again, we'll see about this. I'm going to take Atlanta over Carolina. I'll give you a quick score. Uh, I think it's going to be, I'll say 
29, I'll say 29 to 23, Atlanta over Carolina on Thursday night football for week eight. Uh, and we're, we'll obviously discuss that on Friday, but it's great to have you with us. Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. You have us Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. Great show today. Great week of football. Good game tonight. We'll stay tuned. We'll see you on Friday. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.